Today, back for a second interview with us is Patrick Lilly, a top real estate agent in Manhattan and Brooklyn and in the business since 1984. For his first 12 years in the business, Patrick said while he did well, he didn't take it seriously and thought he was above it all. Over some life transformation and spiritual awakening, Patrick woke up to the people and opportunities right under his nose. His success on people and the relationships in our business changed. As a result, so did his success. We talk today about how our business can and will take off when we see the powerful truth that other agents, while we may perceive them as our competition, are really a powerful ally. Thanks for listening to the Jerry Metcalf podcast, where top real estate agents tell how they do it. This podcast is a platform for real estate agents who want to take their business to the next level. Every week, I interview top real estate agents around the country to share their knowledge, their learned lessons, their ideas, and insight with all agents all around the world. This podcast is partnered to and supported by watercoloredhomes.com. With every purchase of a watercolored home, whether it's a closing or home anniversary gift or for any purpose, you contribute to the continued education provided by this show. All right, everybody, it's the Jerry Metcalf podcast. Today we are with Patrick Lilly, um, an infamous, famous broker in New York who has so much to share with us, um, exponentially successful, has a team, and with that, Patrick, thank you so much for being on the show. It's nice to be here. It's nice to see you, Jerry. So, Patrick, tell us a little bit about yourself, starting off with you also have a podcast and a yep. network of agents um, through which we met, and a little bit about the business you do, and we'll take it from there. Um, my primary business is selling real estate in Manhattan and Brooklyn, uh, the first third of Brooklyn. In fact, I'm listing the uh, Norman Mailer estate uh, in Brooklyn Heights, which overlooks Manhattan. So we're 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 uh, we'll probably be getting a lot of press on that. So we're going to be sending that out. That yeah, and it's uh, uh, you know I'm dealing with the children of Norman, and they're just really lovely people, and they they came from six different mothers, so it's a really bizarre family, um, and I like them very very much. Wow. So that'll. And it's a, it's a, it, we're listing at 2.4. It's just one floor and a part of the third floor in Brooklyn Heights, but really just a very, very cool space. And it needs work. Trust me, it needs a lot of work too. Oh, wow. So, what an opportunity. So, yeah. Yeah, it's fun. That's one of those things, you know, sometimes this business can be a little glamorous and, uh, you know, the press we'll get out of this will be, will be good. Um, and then, so that's my primary business. My secondary business is, uh, I uh, have a conference that I do yearly. I do four masterminds a year for top real estate brokers, and I do a, a podcast weekly. Uh, and you've been on my podcast. Thank you very yes, much. Thank you. It's a lot of fun. And uh, and then the third portion of my income is uh, I have a, a life coaching certification. So. I do some transformational life seminars. So for instance, we just held one in, in Tucson, Arizona, that we had about 15 people there, which was nice. And then in the end of June, I'm holding a really special one down in uh, uh, Lake Atitlan in Guatemala for about six people. Oh, wow. Oh, that's incredible. So is that, is that for um, people in business or for real estate agents? 
It can be anybody. It can be you could you could be anywhere from a housewife to the biggest agent in the world. It's uh, it's about um, finding clarity in your life so that you can be happier and more productive and um, uh, living the life that you want to live. Wow. Well, you are definitely living a great life, and I bet it's the life you want to live. And we've heard a lot about how you got there. Um, let's talk today about. We're going to talk about um, the importance of relationships with brokers in such a competitive industry. Everybody talks about, or you hear about, being a real estate agent. I mean, I can remember my entire life. It's so cutthroat. My grandmother said to me, just don't do it. Um, it's a tough industry. People waste your time. You find out how awful people really are. And you, you, there's a little bit of that that you could say is true, but I think you and I are on the same page and that we found a lot on the other end of the spectrum of that in the way that you and I, um, and particularly you in this interview, approach this business. So go ahead. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's really true. And you, you know what you look for, you'll find. So if you look for nastiness and you look for cutthroat, you'll find it. And if you look to being in a sharing environment and to tr try to create win-win scenarios for everyone, for the other broker, for the seller, for the buyer, for everyone involved in the transaction, then you'll find that. So mm -hmm. a lot of it's just your mindset. And and even if you have that mindset, you're still going to come across the, the obnoxious broker who thinks he's doing the best thing for his client. But, you know, there's so many levels of where not treating properly comes to haunt you later on. So I can't tell you how many times I've been in a multi, multiple bidding situation where our offer for my client was near the top but not at the top. And ultimately one of the decisions that affected them going with our buyer over another buyer was that they knew I would get the job through and I'd be a pleasure to work with as opposed to having to fight during the whole uh, transaction period. Um, and then, you know, just being nice to other brokers in your market um, helps in negotiations. So if you have good relationships with other brokers, they're going to be more, they're going to come forward with more information about what their clients are trying to do because they're going to trust you more. And consequently, okay. you can get the best deal for both parties involved that way. But when you come across as, you know, some sort of hardcore, excuse my language, asshole, I'm going to be much more reserved with you and I'm not going to give you as much information in order to make the deal to go forward because I need to both protect my client and myself in those scenarios. So I've seen so many times that in negotiations, for example, that another broker or the other client will look at it as it, it's a win-lose situation instead of win-win scenario. And what happens when they win in a win-lose negotiation, the minute there's a problem in the deal down the road that needs to be fixed, the other party will walk away because they've already felt like it's been a win-lose. They're, they're already oh. emotionally exhausted. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. But with the, with the win-win scenario, there's more goodwill to work towards problems down the road. So do you have an example? I remember I've been in the business for 15 years. How long have you been? Remind us how long you've been in the business? Uh, 1984. So what's that? 34 years. 34 years. I know I got into this business and for a long time, I'm embarrassed to admit, realtors were just the competition. 
realtors were just realtors. They just showed the houses and they were just kind of in the way and I just dealt with them. And okay, yeah, it just never cultivated any relationship with them whatsoever. And as far as I was concerned, they were really just the competition and the person I negotiated with. And then over time, you know, it revealed itself and life and that realtor, and, and some of it was being with a new, with a different company, with a different culture. Um, in, in nothing could be further from the truth. Do you have any examples of coming into the business with that or, or seeing other people or how did you, did you come into the business with that mindset and shift or did you kind of know that from the beginning? No, I can't say that I knew it from the beginning, but I had a, uh, I, I never thought I was going to stay in real estate, uh, Jerry. I actually thought it was beneath me. You know, I, 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 had, right. I, had an MBA, I had an MBA from NYU and I just thought selling real estate was, was beneath me. And, um, and, and it was not until my 12th year in the business and I realized, you know, this really is going to be my career for the rest of my life. I might want to change my attitude about my career. So uh, I really wasn't looking at other, I was looking so, at other brokers as like, you know, it's nice to know you for now, but I didn't really care. Right. Well, if it was beneath you, the other brokers were certainly beneath you too. Oh dear, yes, that's probably true. Um, uh, there was a little bit of, uh, of condescension on my part, I agree. And um, I'm glad I got over that. And I'm glad I changed. And I'm glad that, you know, some of my dearest friends in the world are real estate brokers. I mean, in fact, they're not in my market, but, you know, I would say out of my eight closest friends, five of them are real estate brokers. And, you know, that's, a, I, I love real estate. I, I don't love all real estate brokers. I, well, I, there are a lot of lovely people out there that sell real estate in our industry. You're exactly, I think you come into this business and there's a lot of big hair and a lot of pictures on signs and a lot of big egos. And you think, <clears throat> first of all, that's not me. I'll never do that. And then I kind of like you figured out I am doing this and I'm going to do this. And I actually love this. But the other thing is that, again, that perceived um, the perception that we're not we're not necessarily the most trustworthy industry. But as you dive into it, you discover nothing could be further from the truth. Once you get into those successful agents and the ones that are good in this business, I have found that those are the, I mean, the, you're spending money and working hard and putting your life out there for people before you ever make a penny. And you get people with the courage and the ambition and the generosity to do that. And you start finding some really cool people. I mean, some of, I'm with you. Some of my best friends in the world are real estate agents. What do you think was the, and I'm asking you this for all of us, who, whatever frame of mind we're in now, to help us shift or help us grow. What do you think it was that helped you see the light? I think it was a, honestly, I think it was more doing personal work, personal spiritual work, personal psychological work that made me be really clear about who I wanted to be as a human being and that I didn't want to be one way in real estate and another way in my personal life and another way in my relationships. I wanted to be consistent throughout my life and how I reacted to all situations. And that made me change uh, how I dealt with clients and how I dealt with other real estate brokers and how I dealt with vendors. Um, it had a lot to do with 
treating them the way they wanted to be treated, to value them, mm-hmm. um, to see the good in them, um, to be generous, to be compassionate. And um, those things, you know, I worked on those on, on my personal life. And then I realized, no, I want this to be my complete life. I don't want I don't want any separations there. You kind of are who you are anyway. So when you when you made that shift in how you perceived the business and relationships and started to recognize the value in the relationships with other agents, what happened to your personal business? Was there a shift in that? Oh, huge. But I can, I wish it was intentional, Jerry. It wasn't. It was very much. Well, I think that's kind of the point is that intentional or not, you shift the way you do business and it shifts what happens to your business. So tell us a little bit about that. So I had my own company for about 10 years in, um, in New York it was called Patrick Lilly Inc. And, uh, uh, Coldwell Banker was coming to New York and, and prior to that Sotheby's had been there on a small scale, but there were no national firms in New York. It was just too hard to break into for a national firm. And I thought, Hmm, there's an opportunity here for me. Let me sell my business to Coldwell Banker. And let's see, it was a franchise. And, um, you know, let's, I think there's an opportunity. So that was 1996. And that was the first year I ever went to a real estate conference, a Coldwell Banker conference. And I was like, wow, there's all of this information out there. There's all these people that are producing way above what I'm doing. And it was like, this is like, great. How can I not do this. So I became a conference junkie and I started going to Coldwell Banker and uh, CRS and um, Star Power made me a star with, within their system. And then I started speaking and the more I s- did, the more I would speak at conferences, the more referrals I would get. And the more relationships I would develop, the more referrals I get. So now anytime I go to a conference, I usually get at least one to two referrals just from existing relationships or new relationships that I've created or being on stage. And somebody said, you know, this sounds like a good guy. I'd like to send our client to, to Patrick. So, um, as of now, and this has been pretty consistent for the last 15 years, I, uh, 35% of all of my new business comes from broker to broker referrals and a, a referral from a referral from broker to brokers, Referral is so much better than any other lead, in my opinion, except for maybe your circle of influence, in that if that client has gotten to the point that they have asked to be referred by another broker to you, they're more serious about buying. They're less likely not to buy and or to sell. And um, you already have a foot up on everybody else because somebody that they really care for and respect has referred you to them. So that's just like the ultimate um, endorsement. So it's, it's, you waste less time with broker to broker referrals. And while you do end up paying a referral fee, um, to me, it's like, it's a no brainer. Exactly. Exactly. And then do you give us some stories if you have any and examples um, in negotiating that you can give us and maybe even a before and after, I mean, <clears throat> go ahead. So I used to, in terms of relation, having relationships, just relationships. With other... Yeah. Just think, I mean, I think the, the most important thing in our business is recognizing that what we think is our competition, whether it's, you know, obviously it's not from market to market, but with, even within our own markets, the relationships with other agents is so important 
and um, it's so frequently missed. Yeah, so, you know, if I need to get into a difficult listing, they're more likely to let me in because I have a relationship. If there's a pocket listing that I know that they have, they're more likely to let me in because of the relationship and because of my success. Um, if And your first 12 years in the business, it didn't go that way. Right. No, and, and business was different then. Business was really different then, right. Jerry, in that, you know, nobody had exclusives back then um, in New York, and um, um, you really were fighting for listings. So there, it, it, it was also very, it was also very different, and yet at the same time, there was like this group of downtown brokers where there's something we created called the Downtown Brokers Association that you know, to today, I still love all those people in that group. They're almost all dead now, but <laughs> I still love all those people in that group. So, yeah, I find that in negotiations, I can do so much better for my clients when I have a good relationship with the other broker. Exactly. I mean, a story I've got, I've got so many, but I'll never forget, it was in a multiple offer situation, and the agent got on the phone with me and said, I want you to know that I, you don't remember this, and this had been eight years before, but we had a situation, we were negotiating a contract, and you don't remember me, because we didn't typically, I'm more in town, she's more in the suburbs, but she remembered my name, and she said, you are a, more of a pleasure to work with than any agent I've ever worked with, and you made a difficult situation much easier than it could have been, and we will, if there's, and we, we got the deal done, if there's anything I can make to do to make this happen, we will, and it wasn't about doing me a favor, I mean, that was, could have been part of it, but not against her client's best interest, but she knew from experience, it was in her client's best interest to work with me, as opposed to the other brokers that had offers on the table, and when you've got that kind of leverage and power with other agents in your market, because you've got the trust and the relationship, it is, it is just huge. And then at cocktail parties, when people say, do you know who Patrick Lilly is? They are not going to say, yeah, or no, or pretend they don't know, or say he's an asshole. <laughs> They'll have something nice to say, which is huge for our business. Yeah, and, you know, there's a lot of snakes in New York. There's no, there's no two ways around it. And some very successful brokers who are just total snakes. Yeah. And, and... It's interesting when they call to show one of my listings, of course we let them in, and of course we do everything we can to procure a deal, but the fact of the matter is, is when they start negotiating, I'm a lot harder on them because I'm not gonna let them run over me and my client. And it's a shame because it's they're ending up hurting their own clients that way in that regard. I, um, um, and, I'm less likely if there's multiple people interested in the uh, the unit, I'm going to let my sellers know that, you know, this broker is really, really difficult. And um, if if there are multiple offers around the same price, I want you to consider the ease of the transaction. Well said, because nobody wants to go under contract on a deal that's going to be difficult because the more difficult, the more likely it is to fall through. And when you have to yep. walk back on a multiple offer situation and go, Hey, just kidding. Well, luckily, hopefully you have a backup, but when you don't, it makes it a lot more difficult to pull, at least in our market in Atlanta, it can be a lot more difficult to pull the other markets together. It's a strong market, sure. but people are still conservative and concerned and a little skeptical, um, as opposed to maybe some other markets. So, sure. Um, well, that's great. Give us, do you have any other information for us that you want to share? I, that's really what I wanted to bring you today to talk about is just 
You know, well, I, here's here's one thing I want to know. What is a book that you have in mind that that focuses on that, or if not, a book that will help us with our business? Um, it's not a real estate book. All the better. But it's the best book I've read in the last several years. It's uh, Finding Meaningful Work by Sean Askinosi, A-S-K-I-N-O-S-I-E. Um, and it is really about how you can bring your greatest joy, which is often results from your deepest sorrow, into your vocation to lead a meaningful life. It doesn't mean you need to leave real estate. It needs. It means how you can bring that into your real estate career or if you should change careers. And it has brought incredible clarity to me and to some of my coaching clients that um, um, I'm very, very, very pleased with. So I think it's one of the most important books I've read. Wow. Do you, and that's, I definitely have to read that. That speaks to me. And I think a lot of the pain that I've been through in the past has been what's brought me joy and so much success in this business. Do you have a specific example that you can share with us of that? Yeah, this, I, and I hope, yes, I do. So um, it's, it's clear to me what uh, my uh, greatest sorrow was, was, and I'm not, please don't, this is going to be hard. Please don't, I'm in a good place about this, so I don't want your listeners to, uh, to feel troubled about this or you, Jerry, both of my parents killed themselves. And that is, um, you know, that causes a lot of challenges for the children that are left. And, um, that is by far the, my greatest sorrow. I was in, uh, Rapa Nui in Easter Island over, uh, Christmas and New Year's, and I became very, very clear that what brings me the most joy is that when I can change people's minds about other ways of living, being, feeling, working, that's where I get my greatest joy, whether that's in real estate or in my conference or in my coaching life. Mm -hmm. And then when I was able to put the two together and realize, oh, the reason that brings me so great joy, because if I had been able to had shared that with my parents, exactly. it might have had a different result and it may not, but might have had a different result in their lives. And so when I can take that energy from the from the sorrow around them killing themselves and turning into this this thing about other ways of being for myself and for other people, um, it um Really, I That's just think about it and I get I get really happy. And not everybody's going to have a dramatic sorrow like I have. But that, I think but, that's so powerful because you tell me, but I think the joy in that, I mean, that is something that most people never have to live with and would never, never want to. But you know the reality. You've lived it with your own parents and seen it. of The pain that people have in life, whether there are, whether there are clients selling a house or somebody... But people we engage in in life, there's a capacity. We all have a great capacity for joy, but there's also a real capacity. We all can get a little bit caught up in ourselves and forget the capacity that we other people have for pain. And you have witnessed it more closely than anyone. And I think you are able, by knowing that, to engage with people and understand 
what you can do for them and really empathize and really bring it out. And I think that's huge. I mean, it, it comes back to that book. I mean, that is a beautiful example. And some of the yeah. most stressful times, people think real estate is cutesy and glamorous and it's fun. It's great. But there's also some real stress and some real pain behind it. And being yeah. able to get down on that real authentic level with people that they need, despite the fact that they hide from it. it sounds like you've yeah, gotten I, in a gift for that. Yes. And I think what you just said was very well said, Jerry. Thank you. So that's powerful. Well, thank you so much. Um, and it, it, you know, anything else you want to add to that? And then I've got one more question for you. Um, yeah, read the book. I'm going to send you a link, I Jerry. Am, please. Yes. Read the book. It's, it's, it's really the most important book that I've ever, that I've read in the last several years. And I'm actually going to meet the author, author in, uh, June, June 8th. I'm meeting him and his wife down in Springfield, Missouri. So I'm looking forward to oh, it. Oh, wow. That's going to be great. Well, thank you so much for sharing you and sharing that with us. And what is, what is one, the one thing of this interview and that message that you want us all to remember? Be the same way in all parts of your life. Find out what gives you meaning in, in your personal life and spread that through work and through relationships and business and be consistent. Don't, that's what true integrity is, Jerry, is that when you're consistently who you're meant to be in all facets of your life. Beautifully said. I love that. We are, we are who we are and be true to yourself. I mean, that yeah. is beautifully said. So thank you so much, Patrick. Um, we My are pleasure. going to share that was, that was a short interview, but probably one of the most powerful ones that I've had. Thank you so much for putting that out there and for sharing that with us. Cause I think it really, it helps me. It even reminds me of what it is we have to offer people on so many levels. Um, from, awesome from our, what we're doing in supporting them through this kind of transaction and our, our competence on the other end of that. So Patrick, thank you. And we are going to share the book. Um, we're going to share your next conference. We'll share your website and your amazing podcast. Thanks, honey. It was right. good to see you. Good to see you. Thank you so much.